What is good, Divine Dolls? Listen, so I took a cat nap. Oh my gosh, it felt so good. Um, cause I I had been I had woken up around five, um, went back to sleep around six, got up at nine, so I'm good. So, anyways, I'm out here, and I was just like, well, let me see what this girl has to say on Kendra G. Um, she put. So she called in and she says, I prefer a white man over a black man because he's she sees how her uncle and her brothers are. And I understand her rationale. I think she had, she kind of articulated it pretty good considering, you know, she was able to say that even in her family, part of the reason she prefers white men to black men besides the attraction was, um, like the, besides the physical attraction was that several of the family members um including her mom were married and had successful relationships with white white men as opposed to what she saw like um her dad and her brothers do which they're they're promiscuous right and and so i was like okay i understood so I'm I'm looking through the comments and this is why I'm pretty sure I'm going to title this like in the black community I feel so bad for us because not in the sense of like pity because I I think like when I tell you 2024 if I'm not already there yet but I can already feel myself just kind of going into 2024 like just kind of leaving that behind too um they were like gaslighter supreme so um they're talking about you're going to pretend um, wait, 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 um, yeah, this person, um, with the last name Lopez puts, so her family's a reflection of all black people. And that to me is such a huge gaslighting tactic because one thing I've heard men say too, is like, oh, you choose wrong or um kind of like you need to pick better but the other one that kind of gets me it's kind of like not all black men so you really want women out here to just be going after black man after black man after black man after black man getting quote-unquote ran through because every time she deals with one of y'all her value is going to go down and keep hitting her head against the same wall and 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 it's just a tactic to make you put your defenses down each and every single time. And I think that that's, you know, I think with women, like we really, really, really have to trust our intuition. And I think it really does take all of like two or three times for you to kind of figure out like, yeah, you know, something's wrong. And then you get into these pockets where, you know, depending on the community you're around and how much noise you have. People are going to try to keep telling you to repeat the same cycles and cycles and cycles. And I think social media kind of amplifies that because we'll have you second guessing yourself. But I think that the average person starts to put two and two together. And here's the thing. Here's the reason why, you know, it's a gaslighting situation, because I, I've talked about like I I've done the reverse. I've seen what people have been talking about in their conversations. And I let that pendulum swing from like outside and I allow it to come all the way into like what happened at school, what happened, um, you know, elementary school, high school, college, what happens in the workplace, what happens in church. And then you take a closer peek into like what's happening into your family. 
and you see that it matches across the board. And then now you have this huge overview. And I feel like this is why you have stats. This is why you have data. This is where you have, you know, like aggregate information. This is where you can aggregate information. And you're able to look at patterns and say like, wow. And I think especially, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, especially with social media, I'm able to compare my notes with women in throughout California, women throughout the United States, women throughout, you know, North um, Canada, North and Central and South America. I'm able to compare my notes with women all around the globe and start to see that there's similarities. So I don't, I shouldn't have to tell young people to go out there and put their same in the same stuff in the same situations when you're starting to see patterns. I think that You'd have to be a fool to let these men gaslight you into saying, like, not all black people are the same. Right? Which um, I think is just a gaslighting tactic. I think that there's patterns and they... Um, that being said, men are men. Like, once you start to understand that it's a testosterone thing and it's the way that their brains are, are, are made up, you start to understand that it's a man thing. I will say that for myself, there is a curiosity in terms of like, why do certain men excel and why are certain men um, family oriented? And I'm going to tell you, like, if, if I if I really came on here and played stories of the of the men that I see are are kind of like dominating right it's gonna be white men and then and then I I know like for whatever it's worth it would just aggravate people's souls more than so it's something that I'm processing internally but it's like when I see examples of happy families there's only a, a few families I follow on my on my YouTube but the ones that have like a white husband, they're so happy. And then I'll be just staring because I'm like, who taught him to be empathetic? Who taught him to be kind? Who taught him to do those types of things for her? I mean, is she kind of like telling him, you know, to be understanding or to be a companion to her or to what well, if, if I, I promise you, I promise you if I and, and that's what has me. I wouldn't say like sitting on the fence. I think in terms of me dating again, I, I'm pretty much done, right? <laughs> done. Um, like Chris Tartar. But there's that curiosity of like, well, and then when you start to talk about intelligence, <clears throat> strategy, right? Um, dominating in, in things when it comes to business. How is it like, especially like for me in the insurance sector that I'm in, right? And I listen to different people. I get the opportunity to hear different men, different women from different backgrounds. How is it that it's predominantly Caucasian men? And when you hear them explain things, yeah, are there some that you can tell they're in a hyper masculine approach to things? And I think that they're great with other men who are looking for an example of how to um, get things done. Yeah. I don't think that women need to copy their model. I definitely am not. And I've had to learn that. I think the second go around, but you can hear like the stories of how I think the most successful ones 
are able to empathize and they have family values and they love spending time with their children and they talk about how much they want to be there for them and and leave a positive impact and it's like how that is so foreign compared to all of the gunk that I've heard growing up you know and and so mm, you know um so it's it's the same as saying like I don't represent every black woman but um I I I definitely have things in common with other black women in terms of the things that we go through in the community I think that there's several of us that are able to kind of um move out of the pro-black but still be pro-black woman or you know whatever we're not monolithic but I think that when it comes to dating I think when it comes to dating I think that there's so many patterns out there I think that it's the odds let's just put it this way the odds are not in in your favor is there gonna be that one black guy that's gonna be you know family-oriented not a cheater has integrity, um, can run a successful business, can be a good husband and a good wife, uh, and a good wife, <laughs> a good husband and a good father. I think that there are guys who, I don't know. I think it's easier for men to be a good father than it is for them to be a good father and a husband too. I've seen those scenarios. I don't think that it you can be a good husband. I don't. I've seen guys where. They don't know how to be a good husband, but they know how to be a good father, if that kind of makes sense. Um, But I don't think you can be a good husband and not be a good father in the sense of, I don't think a woman's going to be able to say like, oh, he's a good husband to me, but he's terrible to my kids. I think it's it's either you're going to go all the way to where you're good to the kids and the wife, or you're just good to the kids. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be telling women to be like, well, not all black men, especially not all black men, because you're going to waste a lot of time and you're going to get burnt in the process. Um, I think the sooner you can kind of start to figure out that the odds, especially in that community, are not in your favor. If you want to look for that needle in the haystack, then by all means, then at least you know what you're kind of dealing with. And then maybe you can go through that energy where you're kind of just not invested in your feelings. And can you, you can just go through them real quick. Like you can go on a date and be like, okay, these are all the red flags. Okay, this one has red flags. Go through this date. This one got the red flags and keep going through until you find something that clicks, but you can move through it way quicker versus trying to give them the benefit of the doubt that like, Oh, this person is going to be, you know, all of these things. I just, I'm not, I feel like that's a big time uh, gaslighting tactic. And like I said, because my battery, I have to get out of bed and get the charger. (laughs) And it's about to, I have a little bit of time. I've actually recorded with less battery on here. But yeah, um, I don't like it when they're like, well, not all of them. And so, or like, I'm not like that. And so inevitably you just end up wasting a lot of time um i don't know like i said if if i had a date again i definitely would date out i would just take my risks dating out um i can look at all the numbers and what's successful around me too i have cousins that are married to to um 
Hispanic, mostly Hispanic. Um, and they are A, married, B, been, been married, and way, cheated way better. Um, though my cousins that have had children for black guys, um, I don't even, I, I might have to think about it. But again, this just goes to show, like, I feel like I'm able to see what's happening in the community. But then when you start to compare what happens like at church and at school and at work and at home and at home, then you start to see that it's a pattern. And like I said, like, I think women would do wiser if we started to just because here's what's get here's what gets women in trouble, because I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time, too. I've and and I will say it, but I've been wanting to say it for a while. Let's let's just kind of hatch it out. I think what gets women in trouble, including myself, is we want to think that we're we're gonna get a different outcome than other women. That gets us in trouble all the time, and I I did it in my mindset too because I remember with my um with the first boyfriend in particular, and now mind you, not a lot of dating experience very green thumb, no guidance. My parents didn't want me to date. At this point, I was 19. Um, so out of high school, you know, in college. Um, and I, and so for my little brain and, you know, type of thing, like not, not, not fully developed a brain and going up fully sheltered. So no, no really understanding of how relationships work or how men think. Right. Um, do you hear my birds in the background? <laughs> um, I I do remember kind of feeling like he told me that he did have a baby's mom. I got to meet the daughter and things just didn't work out with them. And I just thought, well, OK, you know, it didn't work out with them, but we're here talking. So I should have a different outcome than what she did. And so I ended up getting similar outcome in that I didn't marry him either. She didn't marry him. She had a child with him. I remember him telling me like, this is the one. Okay. But, and not wanting to read my chapters backward, but just to give you context. So, um, that's the one that told me like, Oh, you know, I'm going to basically get you knocked up with, with some kids, um, type of a thing. I've shared that story several times. And so, I could have ended up in the same situation where I would have had kids, but not ended up married, right? And I remember the the last two relationships, it was kind of like that little underlining kind of thing of like, well, they both have a daughter too, but maybe if I communicate better, maybe if I'm in like wife school and I'm, and I'm, I'm talking in conflated terms, right? So I'm talking about it like the way that the rest of us women talk as a collective, like, well, maybe if I'm more understanding and maybe if I'm more like um, submissive or docile, or maybe if I'm more like have a sense of humor and I'm not nagging him about when he's coming home or, you know, um, day to day things. And so, but, but the outcomes were still the same. And I think that even when I was watching Divorce Court and Paternity Court last night, um, I played some of the, the clips for you and I've seen the same scenario. I've been wanting to talk about this for a qu- quite a while, too. You can hear that she, you know, especially when they start to compete with other women for men, they think they're going to get different 
outcomes. One of the, the last ones that I played, right? Because since we're talking about like, oh, let's not talk about the family. Let's talk about it, right? Let's talk about it. And you can go to, you, you have all of these scenarios, right? You have, you can go look at divorce court. You can go look at Judge Judy. You can go look at um, the paternity court. The scenarios play themselves over and over and over. Matter of fact, the, the, the three that I played last night in between divorce court and paternity court, in all three scenarios, the men were telling them, like, we, I just told you what I needed you needed in order to sleep with you. Um, and they were willing to go to present themselves in a certain way to just get what they wanted out of it. Right. And, or even with the whole entire, in one scenario, one of the guys had a wife and went and got a a mistress on the side. Okay. In another scenario, the other, the guy had a fiance standing next to the fiance, the fiance is dogging out the other woman Meanwhile, the man is standing there talking about, I love her, but I'm not in love with her in court, full humiliation type of a thing. The guy with the wife had was was cheating. The guy that had a fiance cheating. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like th- there is we are past you using gaslighting tactics of saying, oh, you know, we are not all the same black man. You you can play those games if you want to at this point. But this is kind of like playing that one game like where, hey, let's put your fingers, let's put your five fingers on the table and I'm going to use a hammer and I'm going to see how many, you know, how many fingers, if, if you're going to get your fingers smashed and you can move, you can move your hand around if you want to all different places unless you see. And it's like, oh, smashed your thumb. Well, that's because that thumb is too fat, you know, um. You, you know, not it's not all of them. And so then you keep playing the game and you get your pinky smashed. And it's kind of like, oh, no, that one got smashed because that one's a pinky and that's one's smaller. And that's the to the outside of your hand. The other one's on the inside. You got to choose better. And this is like you're going to get smashed eventually. So I feel like I don't know. It's just playing Russian Russian roulette. Um but like I said, if you're going to play, play to win. I feel like you have better chances. The statistics are out there that show that it's way better for women in a relationship when they're with a white male compared to a black male. And the statistics also show that um, they have a higher success rate, even if both of them are on their second, you know, both the white male and the black woman are in their second relationship, like in their second marriage together with kids. So against all the hot odds, they still stand a better chance. If you want to play, am I saying every Dusty Dan out there isn't going to have XY tendencies? Because at the end of the day, it comes down to how men are and how women are. Right. And so even when um, I, I talked about one of my favorite content creators who I just recently introduced her as kind of like a queen of furies in her own right, a lot of the time she doesn't talk about, you know, it doesn't come up because she pulls comments from Reddit. They're not giving, they give their age and they give maybe like a background in terms of their career or that type of thing. But they're not always saying like, hey, I'm a black, you know, 22, 24 year old woman. You know, she just says I'm 24. My boyfriend is 36. Right. Um, For those of you, I, I did play that specific um. When where she talked about that, 
And so you have all these different people and all these people giving background and it's not even about race hasn't even, if I remember correctly, has come up in any of her content. You start to realize that it's an XY thing. So, but once you kind of understand that better, then you kind of, if you want to play the game, then you can kind of choose better, you know, but I wouldn't let these guys gaslight you into saying like, oh, just because you have cheaters in your family, just because, because, because the guys that you dated, you know, just because the friends, your friends had bad experiences, just because women on line are saying that, just because statistics said, no, that's a gaslighting tactic, y'all. So let me go grab my charger. Um, it's time for me to go make some, I eat brunch because a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm doing really good with my, my, um, intermittent fasting. So, um, I will usually, my first meal will, I'll try to wait because before I used to kind of, um, it kind of depends when I was working, I would try to get breakfast in. And then once I um started kind of just doing the passive income type of thing, like if I go work out first thing in the morning, then I would eat when I go home and that has worked for me. Um, um but when I work out as in, as intense as I was before, then I would kind of end up hungry and eat later into the night, which wouldn't really keep me in an intermittent fasting window. But um, I haven't been working out as much as I probably need to, but, um, <clears throat> I've been, um, <clears throat> taking, like, I'll still get up, go to my office, do what I need to, and then I'll get hungry, like, around 11 or 12, and then that's when I'll start to cook my meal, so then that's, that's been working out for me, and then I kind of just eat light throughout the rest of the day, snack a little bit. Um, I still do have late night cravings and that type of thing, but it's on the lighter side. So, yeah, I'm going to go make some lunch and um, I haven't started drinking my water yet. Having a little bit of a little bit of a lazy day, which is perfect for Saturday. I really wanted to just have a day to just relax. And then, I, you know, if I start working tomorrow, that's still OK. Monday. <clears throat> gonna start looking into trading some more and that type of thing need to schedule the class with the with the lady the tutorial and um get myself you know back into the swing of things so yeah y'all this that's that's kind of what I wanted to say now that being said um I can see in the comments that for the most part most people have the same continents since continents Comments and sentiments, continents, that's a new word. Word of the day today is continents. <laughs> Comments that have the same sentiments, continents. <laughs> same sentiments as me. Looking through the comments, you know. Ooh, now now it says here she lives in Iowa. Yeah, now Iowa, yeah, that's going to be predominantly. Y'all, you know what? If I get a chance, there was a movie I was watching yesterday. What was the movie called? And I thought the guy was attractive. I cuz I I think about, you know, the um in terms of their aesthetic, I think they are attractive. I I've mentioned it in first grade, the first um guy I ever had a crush on actually was a blonde, blue-eyed um boy, his name was Wayne. That's just to kind of tell you where out where I was living and stuff, because it was a predominantly white society or white 
community that I lived in. And so, yeah, this boy, his, he had blonde hair and blue eyes. And, um, but like Paris and blue eyes, right? And I, I do remember like sec, I remember third grade, it was another little boy, but he, he had, he was more like, I guess you'd call him a brunette, like brown hair. But that's what I grew up with. I didn't really start to, and I think part of it too is like, it's surprising how, um, the, the peer pressures are kind of there for you to kind of like, you're supposed to like little white boy, little black boys type of a thing. But that wasn't my, if if you, I talk about this all the time. If women are just given access to diversity, not just in their education, and if they're given access to, to information to where they can make a better decision, are you going to have people that, that kind of still choose? Yeah, and that's fine. But at least they have something to choose from, right? There's There's a quote that says, the person who has the most options wins. But I think that if if we didn't force women to um to have to have a proclivity towards only dating black men you would see that that it you would find that they would probably be like yeah that guy is physically like physically pleasing to the eye like in terms of attraction right um so but if if truth be told i i um It can come kind of natural on the natural side, right? So, but this guy, I don't remember his name. Oh, no, actually, so he's from New Zealand because I looked it up. I was like, I've never seen this guy before. He's from New Zealand, so it kind of explains a little bit of an accent, but really, like, um, rugged. So it's kind of like, um, I like the same aesthetic in the the black men that I used to date and same thing in, in the white guys. So I like him. Um, buff um and like I guess like kind of like rugged type of a thing like brawny brawny would be a good word brawny and um let me see I'll do another I'll do another podcast on it because I was thinking to just show it because it's like and it's a distinct look so it's not just every white boy out there in terms of aesthetics. So I was like, man, if I ever dated again, it this guy would have to be him. Was it Kirk? Oh, I think it was Kirk. His name started with a K. It's going to come back to me because he had a... Um, was it Kirk Austin? And I, I'm kind of remembering the details because he's he, he's in a band with his three brothers. He's older now. He's 51, but he still looks good. Uh, I, I'll, I'll do a separate podcast for you guys so you can kind of see. But it would be the same, like if you take the same overlay of like the muscles and rugged and like the, the body structure and like the face and everything, it'd be the same thing in both. But I was like, I was looking at the video. I was like, who is this guy? Because I was like, if I ever had a date again, and it was like, let's say a taller white guy in that, listen, here's my name. Here's my number. Call me. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, I will be, I will be open to that, I think. <clears throat> um, 
yeah, I don't want to make this more than 30 minutes. And I, I already done, done told you I've had white boys in my DM too, but. And so, I, but I say all of this to say, like, I think for women who are exploring their options, now, if you, if you understand that you need to look at X, Y is the same across the board, that's going to take you way further than if you think you're going to go out of dating black guys into dating white guys and not have to look for certain things, right? Um, because the reason I say this and then, and then I'm going to hop off because I'm getting a little bit hungry. I already know what I want to make too. <laughs> My stuff has been coming out really good. Like just switching stuff up a little bit. But um, I'm going to have to show the recipes to the niece when she comes visit for the summer. But um, and, and my mom did a... um. You know, like how you trade and exchange recipes or you try to make the same stuff your mom. I'm sure most women do this. And then you kind of like watch and she has like little techniques that she does that I'm like, so I would apply it. Yeah, there's one recipe she showed me. I want to try it. It's like to make veggie patties from scratch. Uh, if I have, to, I'll probably make them tomorrow. I'll have more time tomorrow. But yeah. Um, but anyways, what was I going to say? Yeah, like once you if 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 you can understand that and then screen through, you know, I guess people like to call it vet, but um you'll be in a much better off position too because these white boys out here, they be they be wilding out too. Matter of fact, one of the guys, one of the the white boys that was in my DMs and I I know like if like the, the quote unquote divestor saw him, oh my gosh, they would have torn him torn him up like Really, really, really pretty eyes. Really full head of hair still. He's he's not my type in terms of muscular, but he has a good build on him. But yeah, he left his um his baby's mom too. And kid you not, well, the oldest daughter graduated from high school, and then the the younger the little boy. The boy is probably like, I want to say maybe like sophomore, junior year. So it don't, they, they got their similarities about them. Um, I do think I will say this and I know that it, it can probably piss some people off. And, and I just, that's just the space I'm in right now. Right. I think that there are genuinely good people. Right. Um, and I, when I say I see the God in them, I, I see it. Right. Um, but they're far and few between. And I think that it would be an absolute blessing to have those type of people. Like, I feel like it's a once in a lifetime thing. But I don't think it's every person out there, you know. And so um, if if it's supposed to be like a something orchestrated to where it's kind of like later in life, you know, you meet somebody and it's like, wow, where have you been? Like, literally, like, you know, all this time. And they are a genuine person and a compassionate person. And you have this whole history of them being responsible um, and taking accountability for what they've been through and, you know, have done all of the inner work. Can that happen? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to hold my breath, you know, um, in terms of like, I think you have to get to a point where you live and you live your best life and you live happy regardless. Um, 
And if it's meant for you, it will come. And if it's not, I w- like I said, I wouldn't hold my breath for certain experiences and stuff like that. But I think that there are genuinely good people out there. I've, and I think that's what makes me so curious because it's like, why is it that, why is it, talking about semantics, <clears throat> how is it that there can be people, but if, if I keep it 100 with you, it really would piss people off because it'd be like, whoa, like how is it that, but it, it's like, if you look at business, for business owners, you have, um, and and it's white men right? It's crazy. It's crazy. And then, um, sometimes I'll be staring at the screen. Like if, if I guess since we've crossed over this threshold, like now I'll probably talk about it a little bit more. Like I'll be just staring at the screen. I'm like, what makes this person different? Why, why is this white X, Y, you know, able to get to that level like how come the other people can't duplicate what he's saying or what he's doing i'll give you a case in point i played a soundbite for you um and that's where i picked up the word synthesizer it was this young white boy that was like about i think he was maybe i don't think he was a day over 25 i think he i want to say he was probably between the ages of 21 and 25 and um, he's the the guy that I learned the word synthesizer from. And he said, Syn- if you listen to my podcast, it's called synthesizers um, are going to be successful in the future or they will be success or they will be successful in, in the future. But I have the word synthesizers in that title. <clears throat> and I think I might you might have even heard me say it there, too. I was like, I don't understand, you know, when you compare X, Y's. And they're all the same. This guy is young. He's not even age of 25 to where his brain is fully developed yet. And you listen to him and he has a business model. He's self-driven, <clears throat> which is fine and all and cool and whatever. Um, but then what makes him want to go back and help other people for free? What, there's nothing that makes him should make him want to do that. What made him... Think outside of himself and start to look at people and to understand human behavior and to have foresight, right? Have foresight. That was a really good interview. I I listened to it and I took a picture of the thumbnail, if I'm not mistaken, and you can go listen to it. And it's like when you hear how, you know, most XYs are and I think even older men, what is it that makes him different? That's what I'm curious about, right? What makes him different than all the other XYs? Because he has testosterone running through his his body. He has the the um brain of a of a male that that's different than a woman, and yet still he's able to think like women. Now that being said, you do have women that are male identified, and that's a that's a curious that's a conundrum to me too. What made her? You know, and then I'll I'll talk about this too because I I've talked about when I I was in the creative process of um it was very a very and I'm so thankful for experiences y'all. I really hope that you get to enjoy life and I think the more you're curious about yourself and why you react to certain things, if you allow yourself to be curious, you'll fall in fall in love with yourself even more even though you could be quote unquote wrong, I feel like but it's going to kind of help you 
I think, appreciate life more. And me, let me explain this, right? Because I could have just been going about trying to do stuff and get stuff done. But I remember specifically, I'll never forget this moment in my life, right? I, a lot of you know, I, I put together a composition journal um, for for little girls between the second and third grade. And it's for them to practice writing their affirmations, right? Because between second and third grade is when they're learning to write. Um, it's a complementary aspect of reading. And I love that whole aspect of um, learning to to not only write in their journal early and not only learning, not only learning how to write their affirmations, but learning to make it a habit. Right. And I remember when I was going through the process of writing the book for Isadora. Right. That's a little that's a little girl that the book is centered around. Her name is Isadora. And I remember as I was going through the affirmations, there was a part of me that felt like, oh my gosh, this would be so cute for like little like Hispanic girls or like little Asian girls. And I was like, like I get like little Japanese girls or for like little Native American girls. Like I would want all little girls to do this. And I'm like, what would that little girl look like? You know, how can I make an example of like, and because because I was thinking, I'm like, she couldn't be if I made it a blonde haired, blue eyed girl. I feel like I would really miss out on all the other girls wouldn't be able to identify with her as much as if I feel like a little any girl from any background would be able to pick up the book of Isadora. And so I'm like, I'm definitely gonna have to make more of these for like, you know, different little girls so they can experience this that that empowerment to just really tap into that. And it just, for me, was like, how come I don't understand how women from predominantly white society, how they don't feel that thing where it's kind of like you would want to have there to be camaraderie with other women regardless. And that's why I say sometimes like maybe being maternal is not just precluded you know sometimes it's not inclusion inclusive to just to you being a woman I know that too because sometimes I see how women are with their children right sometimes I feel like but it sometimes it could be unfair that I'm more maternal than women who have children but that's 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 not necessarily the most fairest statement because it's like until I have children and I'm waking up and I have oatmeal in my hair and crayon writings on the wall and type of thing and getting woken up at three o'clock you know in the morning and stuff like that with a child and you know but it made me wonder because even like for example at the time I'm recording this June 2020 um you look at example of like Anna Wintour, right? She just fired what would have been the first African-American um, journalist or something like that. That she Or first, they, they had to hire somebody that um, would allow them to have an all-inclusive um, um, imprint, if that kind of makes sense. So they were trying to make sure that they came across as diversified. Diver- um, and so, but not only that, she hired a black male, which was funny to me because Vogue is for women. So you think she would hire a black woman, but, but whatever, you know, type of a thing, which again, kind of just speaks to how 
I think how sometimes women operate too. Um, whereas like with most men's magazine, I don't think for men's health, they're going to be hiring women editors. I could be wrong. I, I could look it up. I'll, I'm sure I'll talk about it in, again. Um, I'll, I'll look a, on men's health and see if there's any women editors on there. But, but anyways, so she fires him and not only does she not fire him, I, I got the sense that she's not going to rehire. She has closed down that position. And it's like, how is it that she can be a woman in it and she's going through all of this whole creative process and she doesn't feel an inclination to be like, let me, I feel beautiful. I wish, you know, women from all different backgrounds would feel as beautiful as I feel and to experience the luxuries that I feel. Um, and in fact, a lot of brands go out of their way to preclude women of color you know, black women in particular from the experiences, from the luxury, from the opulence. And so that's why I kind of feel like not all women are maternal. You know, um, I talk a lot about how for the most part, and I, when I, my, um, my channel musings of a divine feminine, I already, um, have a wound space for that, but it is going to have that extending the olive branch element and the olive branch is extended to other women who kind of feel like me that can not just love you know I think whatever women are in their culture but outside of themselves too that is true I think femininity right that to me is encompasses true femininity but I've made this long enough. I'm going to hop right off right now. I love y'all. Let me go make something to eat. I'll probably be on here today and tomorrow. Just um, observing the life as we're in it and hoping that you are enjoying your experiences, falling in love with yourself and and trusting your intuition and trusting, you know, um, your experiences and, and how you're putting the information together and and allowing yourself to have access to information because these gaslighters out here will really have you second guessing yourself. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.